Welcome back to the family with out Tom Bernard. Three quarters of the family. <laughs> but we do have Hackmaster Ralph Toy Basham MD. Alex Brand Bernard Rasmussen. Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brand Bernard. We will be back with Kristen Burt. Yes. Nice. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right... Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom Bernard here with John Schwartz, co-owner with Brother Joe of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, can you break down your triple guarantee for our friends that are listening? I was afraid you were going to ask me that, Tom, but here goes just the same. There's our price guarantee. We don't play games with our price quotes like the other guys. There's our safety guarantee. Your health and safety of items is our number one concern. And our satisfaction guarantee. Bottom line, we're not satisfied with your move until you are. Is there a free thing guarantee? Of course. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Ladies and gentlemen, your move is always triple guaranteed with triple A movers. That's our price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. Triple A movers, you may not move every day, but they do. The family and Kristen Burt. Are you on the line? I am here. There she is. We've been watching some girl shows. Girl shows. Oh, we love girl shows. What are you watching? Uh, Flack. Flack. Yes. Lindsay Basham told me to watch that. 
She watches yeah. a lot of odd stuff. She watches <laughs> billions too. It is a little weird. Flack is a little weird. It is a little weird. Flack. Just a little weird. And the other one is what is it, Alex? I can't ever. Physical. Remember. Physical. With Rose Byrne. Physical. I'm liking that. One. I love Rose Byrne. That one's dark. But it is good. dark. Which it I like. It comes across <laughs> when I watched the trailer originally. I thought, oh, this is going to be funny, but maybe a little bit of a dark comedy, a la Hacks, which Gene Smart is in, which she's fantastic. Um, but it's still funny, you know, you still get the whole sense of it. But this one's more dark than a dark comedy. Yeah. Well, it's about a gal, she's a mom, she's one kid, and she's married, and she has horrible, horrible body issues. And it kind of, like, goes into her brain, like her internal thoughts. Yeah, you can thoughts. hear her negative yeah. tapes, so they say. It's tortured by this. Yeah, yeah. it's really... And it's Interesting. In that whole era of uh, the 80s with the leotards and the shiny tights. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Jane, Jane are... Fonda days of aerobic. Fonda's workout. Yeah. You know, so... occasionally I will run into someone um, who was here during the Jane Fonda era, and she had two studios in Los Angeles, I think one in Beverly Hills and then one on the other side in the Valley. And they said that it was so popular, especially when Jane was teaching, that... I mean, lines would be, like, out the door to get into her class. It was such a phenomenon. Yeah, it was. it's interesting to see all those old aerobics moves and stuff. So I, help, I me know, yeah. now, now help me understand this movie funny. a little, little, little bit more. It's a, it's a series on... You have a who's, woman who's absolutely beautiful, yeah, unbelievable figure, mm-hmm. yet well, what's, what's she worried about? Lots of women are like that. Oh, yeah. She has oh, a beautiful God. figure because she Especially is obsessive actresses. about food and how she looks. Actresses, and dancers, they can be as gorgeous as can be, models. They, so she still thinks she's heavy or she's, yeah, she's just that body dysphoria, dysphoria. They just don't. They dysmorphia. Think dysmorphia. That's what it is. They yeah. just, they never think that they're thin enough. If they see, if they can pinch skin, they think it's fat. Yeah. They just torture themselves. Jane Fonda was a... She was a, anorexic. Yeah, she admitted to yeah. being anorexic for many years. Yeah, yeah this is a very, it mm-hmm. seems like a very, like, Jane Fonda-inspired story. It kind of does. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's so interesting is that you can criticize the Kardashians a lot, and there's a lot of beauty standards that they have created that are unattainable. However, the the acceptance of the more curvaceous body, which is more attainable for a lot of people in terms of, like, that's how it's built. Well, they've um, taken it to the other extreme, though, do. where it's yeah. like, okay, your waist cannot be 12 inches, and then your hips are 75. Yeah. Like, it's just not how it works in Correct. human bodies. People weren't built that Jennifer way Lopez has helped, but we have to say that the pendulum, like, because even just about, I would say, five, eight years ago, on the red carpet, if you weren't a size zero, you were not going to get a gown for the Oscars or something. No mm-hmm. one was going to lend you a gown. You were going to have to buy it off the rack and find it, you know, yourself. Yeah. Really? Tremendously, yeah, which is great. That stuff is BS. Yeah. And it's surprising that women haven't called that out a long time ago. Oh, absolutely, because I can tell you I've borrowed plenty of gowns, and they are a zero to a four. It used to be, I should say. And that was it. If you were anything beyond a four, you were not. That was with the sample sizes. That's all they offered. Now you'll see sizes like that go into plus sizes and much more availability because, 
it's ridiculous. Not everyone is built as a zero. Well, and it's and not like you're. A, it's not like you're a. You know, like obese if you're a six or an eight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. It's not that. You know, not very big. Yeah, there was no accommodation made for, hey, someone may be taller, someone may have broad shoulders, and that doesn't allow them to wear a four, even if they're tall. Like, it, it just, no. is, it was ridiculous. And, you know, even going in sometimes, I would feel like, wow, like, I even feel big. This did go through my head, this is honest, that I'd feel big if I was in a four. In, See how in general, in the zero to two, but you... In four, you're like, oh, my God, I feel big. But that's because the sample sizes would start, like, messing with your head. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, I think it's, I, we've only watched, what, three episodes? Yeah. And they're short. They're tw- like tw- just over 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I, it does sound like huh. it's a lot, Jane, like the Jane Fonda story, because she marries, you know, her husband is this activist. Yeah. One, you know, well, he's a teacher, but he. He's, yeah, becomes he started an out being an activist, and now he's going to be a politician, and she's... Tom and, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Oh, my God, he's the worst. You just know it's that a he's going to do I mean, something. I like his character. Uh, the actor is doing a great job yeah, at that yeah, character, yeah, yeah. but the character yes. I can't stand. He's not likable Very narcissistic. Yeah, it's interesting, even if you listen to any... Jane's done a, a couple of major sit-down interviews when she kind of talks about who she was involved with during her lifetime. She doesn't talk as fondly about Tom Bradley, but she will talk very fondly about, and I can't think of his name, CNN guy. Oh. Who used it on CNN? The, oh, my God. Ted Turner? Ted Turner, yes. Thank you. Ted Turner. And they are still very much friends, and she goes to visit him from time to time at his ranch because he's retired. And, and, you know, I think some people looked upon that as her, like, selling out from her activism days because she, you know, went with this multi-millionaire um, later on in life. But uh, it seems like they're a little bit more aligned than, than what happened with Tom Bradley. Well, on um, what's the show? Frank, Grace and Frankie? Frankie and Grace? Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Frankie and Grace. It, it, that's another, I, it's interesting because on that show, she, her character complains about every time she's with a man, she becomes whatever they want that she morphs into yeah. their object of desire. She doesn't ever feel like she's herself when she's in a relationship, which I've, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I remember I, I had friends that every time they got into a relationship, they were like a different human being. Yeah. All people, of a sudden yeah. they were really interested in mm-hmm. some culture that they'd never shown any interest in. All of a sudden They're they started. basketball fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like, what is with her? And then she'd get a different boyfriend. And then all yeah. of a sudden, all of her interest were anything that they wanted yep. and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so I and Jane Fonda is one of those people yeah she just is and now she's single and she said she's really happy <laughs> it took her a while to figure that out I guess yeah yeah she looks fabulous obviously she's had a lot of plastic surgery but she does look good she does she's had she's had a good surgeon i mean she does look great of course yeah, how much looks, is yes. it photoshop i mean there's how much is makeup you how much is hair, hair and lighting and a lot goes i've seen into her it. in person yeah. yeah she looks good and I, I i've seen her several times in person and up close not you know from a distance or anything and it you know it's clear she's had plastic surgery there's no denying it she's in her 80s yeah. however it doesn't look. Remember in the '80s when women would get that uh, facelift, and you know techniques have changed quite a the bit. Pulled, but it would look like they were windblown. Yeah. It was yeah. so yeah. pulled back. 
she doesn't look like that. It looks a lot more natural, and she looks like a good version of herself. I think you I, know, maybe if you. I think I read somewhere that she said she's had three, and she. She's had the, six or seven. The last like one, that. well, the last one she had, she said it bought her her career ten more years, just by having oh. a facelift. She's mm-hmm. like, you you cannot look all crappy. And get parts in Hollywood. You can't do it. <laughs> Not crappy. <laughs> My God, Mom. Yeah, that's age shaming. That, yeah, uh, what, she, you can't look crappy. You know, what, I think that's what you know Jane what? Fonda said. You yeah. can't look crappy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the era of high definition television really changed oh, the yeah. face of making people true. think. No, yeah, knowing that it's okay to get Botox. Like literally, everybody in this town gets Botox, and I'm not just talking about women. Men get it too. Um, because that high-definition television and camera is completely unforgiving. And, you know, I'm of the idea that, you know, if you want to do it and it feels good to you, do it. I don't think people should be forced to do it, but I think that there is a lot of pressure to look as possible. Being part of the industry, I think people should be forced to do it. <laughs> it's just like the immunization. You should be forced uh, just, just so we get more business. We don't want to look at old wrinkles. It's, it's interesting when, when Ashley was on The Young and the Restless, uh, the the... the the set where the film Young and the Restless in Television City was right across the hall from Price is Right. And mm-hmm. <laughs> when they switched to high-def cameras, they had to change out all of their props because the props were so yeah. beat up and Cheesy. messed up. Yeah. Oh, they looked terrible. Yeah. So they actually had to do that sort of stuff, and that's exactly why they have so much of that that high-definition stuff just changed. Oh. Uh, makeup had to be better. I mean, everything had to be better. Yeah. It's like when you watch a 70s or an 80s movie that's been remastered uh, for higher-definition screens. Uh, you can like, you can tell that everything is made out of foam and painted to look <laughs> like. You know, that's clearly yeah. not a rock. That is obviously you know a piece of styrofoam, styrofoam that's been painted to look like a rock. But back then, we didn't yeah. know because everything was all blurry that... NTSC resolution, you couldn't tell. Well, and that stuff was just background. You didn't really notice it anyway. Well, like the fake, the fake snow in 80s movies. Oh, yeah, so It bad. looks like someone bought a bag of coconut shavings <laughs> and is just dumping it, it on. It. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't look anything like snow at all. Yeah, that high-def stuff is tough. I mean, because yeah. people, people that have freckles, it can it makes it look like they have holes like in their skin. They have to cover up every freckles. little flaw. They yeah. have to cover up everything. Oh, I mean, not that freckles are flawed, but in, you know, when it looks like it holes in your face, it... it well, Don Shelby said that once uh, High Def came out, a single hair sticking out of your head, and people would call in and be like, what's wrong with his hair? Because <laughs> yeah. the, between the lights and the High Def camera, yeah. every single little, uh, a tiny hair sticking out would, like, shine and shimmer and be distracting. Yeah. You think that they it's could put some too, filters on those. It was like the next wave of technology with makeup, too, which I think, you know, we take for granted, but um, it really changed, how, like, foundations and concealers, powders, yeah. all mm-hmm. of that completely changed. I've mm-hmm. never worn pancake makeup, but doesn't that stuff just, like, isn't it really thick and cover everything? Very it's called thick. pancake makeup. Yeah, it's very about thick. as thick as you'd expect. Why wouldn't they just be able to use that? <laughs> well, it's very. What's well, not pancake that's batter a, that's, makeup? That's stage makeup, though, for like when people are far away. Yeah. Like what I used to wear when I was stage on stage. Stage makeup looks awful in person. Because it's basically oh. like a second layer mm-hmm. covering up everything, and then you add on the blush yeah. and the giant eyelashes and the to give your face definition to like to be exaggerated because you're far away yeah kabuki makeup it's basically kabuki yes 
But on TV, you're real up close, so it has to look like you're not wearing much, but it, you have to wear a lot to cover up everything, so, so that's it's a whole why, different... Like, when they shoot a play and show it on the TV, it always yeah, looks, it looks horrible, so because that's yeah. not how plays are meant to be seen. Well, yeah, it's like if you've ever bought cheap tickets to a, you know, whatever, like we went and saw O last minute once in Vegas and mm-hmm. we were in like the second row when we could see mm-hmm. everybody close and I was just like, oh God. It's not good. <laughs> and you'd be surprised how much yeah, people spit. eyeliner, you know, they do for dramatic effect like way out. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they do. Eyes, and you're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, they look a little creepy up close. Well, and like, yeah, O had all the, because they blend in the water caps into their skin to make them look, you know, kind of mermaid-y and stuff. And I was just like, this looks really weird up close. But from far away, because I'd seen O before, it looks like amazing. Mm -hmm. And of course, the makeup all has to be waterproof, too. That's another thing. They can add in like a whole other layer of creepiness. What does that do to your skin? I don't even. It can't be good. Terrible. Oh, God. Terrible. Mine's reacting and, just thinking like, about it. I feel pop itchy. Zits. Yeah. Thinking about it. You would probably, you would probably have to go for a facial every week because I can tell you that when, even just like during award show season where I wear a ton of makeup for a couple weeks and go for a facial afterwards, like the extraction, she's like, I can see all this makeup coming out of your body. Disgusting. Oh, God. So can you imagine having waterproof no, yeah. just like wax. Sherwood Williams brand makeup. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, God. How do you get that stuff off? <laughs> it, you know, yeah. it takes, honestly, for them, you would have to do regular maintenance because otherwise your skin would start just being really textured and break out. Yeah. And, yeah. You, you, um, probably hives and things like that. You know, the slick thing about that is the, is the hydrofacial machine. We got oh. one of those. I mean, that yes. thing those really. Are, I love Man, that is the scrubber. Oh. And you, you do you, someone like that. They'd be doing them every other week, just to keep themselves clean. Yeah. I mean, it just it's a it just scrubs everything out of your yeah. pores. Well, constantly can't be great for your skin either. Yeah, scrubbing. What's well, that? Very damaging crazy. to the skin. No, no, it's it's very gentle. I've had. No, it's, it's just a gen- I love hydrofacial. It's, just, I love a, it's it. just a gentle suction with some solution, and they, there's, there's other stuff you can put in. You put a little. There's certain kind of uh, boosters you can put there's in with it, but you serums. but the standard yeah. kind of thing, just with the solution, it just. It just sucks everything, cleans everything off. It doesn't. It's not like the old. Uh, what was the, the microdermabrasion? The microdermabrasion, or, oh no, or, the, or the, the chemical, or the when they use the powders. Chemical peel. The, the, when they use the powders, oh, for, that was microdermabrasion. Yeah, microdermabrasion yeah, is what it was called. Yeah. Not dermal blading. So this no. is this is so many No, this it just really I think a great product because it just does clean your skin and 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 men and women who have it done. They say the makeup goes on like glass after that. It is just yes. really nice. That's what so you got to do. That's what no, you so let's, do. Get, let's get back. You know, you, 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 interesting, Kristen, you, you mentioned one thing. You said that um, uh, the Kardashians and some some of the uh, 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 Jennifer Lopez, uh, Jennifer Lopez yeah. have said that curvaceous women are back. You know, you can, if you're carrying a little extra weight, you can still be beautiful and you should feel good about yourself and you should look nice and you should get work. But if you're older... As an older actress, and I noticed this on Helen Mirren, she had had she had she has had she a recent picture. She's had surgery done as well, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that that's not acceptable. So, do you think at some point that's going to be acceptable? So, if if a woman looks a little bit older, she's still going to get work. Oh, or, or, or 
or are they going to age gracefully? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or, or they're going to accept that as far as in, in the industry to be able to say, hey, yeah, you're a little bit older. Okay, so you have, a, you have some jowls, you know, you've aged a little bit. You still can work because you're going to look like your age. Or are you still going to have to look like, you're going to have to look like you, uh, Jane Fonda at 80? Right. Right. Good question. I mean, I think it's right now in the industry, it's completely like if you're a Kathy-based character actor, you can have any wrinkle you want right. and any jowl you want and any weight you want because we accept that. Um, but where Helen Mirren has kind of played, I mean, she's been in Bond. We've seen her in a bikini, you know, in her 60s. Um, I have a feeling that she probably feels the pressure for all of that. Mm-hmm. And But then you do have some actresses that are starting to say, hey, you know, I'm just not interested in doing all of this work. I really want to age gracefully. Cameron Diaz has been someone who has embraced that um, since her 40s. And if you look at her face, it is aging the way it should without Botox or anything else like that. I'm sure she has access to great skincare and facials and she doesn't have to do the injectables. Um, But she looks a lot more natural than, say, someone else out there that is frozen. Like Nicole Kidman has been frozen for two decades. Yeah. Yeah, she's been playing with her face for a long time. Yeah. But yeah. look at look at how much Nicole Kidman is working. Yeah. And look how much Cameron Diaz is working. Cameron Diaz chose to retire. Nicole Kidman chose to start producing her own work. So two different approaches to um, a career, too. Yeah, but still a lot of work. <clears throat> and successful. Yes. I mean, but that's the thing, too. Had Nicole Kidman decided not to start producing her own work, I'm not sure she'd be working as much. So by having her own production company, buying books and then adapting it for film or TV shows is now the way that women over 40 are consistently working. Reese Witherspoon's another yeah, great Reese example. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, because even Reese said, you know, she said, I started, like, after 35, she said, I started feeling like there were very few and far between roles for me to start tackling. And she's like... I'm interesting, and I have, you know, I've lived this life, and, I, you know, things get more interesting. You have more wisdom as you get older, and you have more to offer, so she was smart and just started buying up all these properties. Well, I remember when Roseanne started on television, and I remember thinking, how many women are there that you even see over 40 on television? There were very few. Very few. Very few. And there's Roseanne not buying into the whole, like, there's my Botox, here's my size two body. I mean, she is a true character actress and didn't really care. Like, she was like, this is me, worse than all. Well, except for that whole racist rant. (laughs) Well, well, there it is. this is her worth it all. Well, <laughs> you the thing, know what I mean? Yeah, well, we were talking about that uh, before we even started the show about how, you know, if she is, if she has um, a mental illness, then maybe the industry could have been a little kinder to her. Yeah, and I think also when it comes to mental illness, we're not there yet, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't no, think. of course not. Yeah. It's no. talked I about mean, quite the way a bit. I mean, handle it. Kanye West. Well, I mean, it's talked about a lot. It's like, oh, they have bipolar. Oh, this person's this. But then if anybody acts anything except for say exactly what you're supposed to say, then it's like, well, oh, my gosh. Yeah, everyone says that, oh, we need to be more tolerant about mental illness. But then they themselves are very intolerant about mental illness. They, or, they, yeah, they just go, they're crazy. And I'm like, well, you know, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. When I see, well, there's been times when Kanye's gone on a rant on Twitter when it's clearly he's having some type of manic episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People will start 
tweeting the meanest things. And I'm like, yeah. you, you don't comment on this. He is having some type of breakdown right now. Yeah. And we shouldn't be making fun of him in any respect. It's the same thing we did to Brittany all of these years, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a huge topic tomorrow because she's speaking in court about ending her, her having her father not be in charge of her right. yeah. Yes, that is going to be a huge story tomorrow. Um, ABC News is carrying it live, so um, it's probably going to be, like, one of the top stories. But It's kind of amazing he's had that conservatorship for a long so time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean... You know, and when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, it's really complicated because he's the only one who stepped up when things were really bad. So initially you think, okay, good. You know, someone kind of took control and made sure that, that things were in place and that you know, she wasn't just spending all of her money or uh, making sure that her um, well-being was taken care of. However, um, as it's gone on, he's given himself a raise. She's paying for his lawyers in this case on top of it all, which is really complicated. Yeah. And um, it, it, he's never really kind of held a job. If you if you look at his history, he's, you know, dabbled in this and dabbled in that. And now all of a sudden he has a steady stream of income. But they also have no relationship. So it really just comes down to it's a, a financial relationship. Cause she's, she's, is she working in Vegas? Doesn't she have a no. show? She, uh, that's over. She used to. That's oh, okay. over. And All then right. they were doing a second one, and then she backed out at the last minute and then went back. They had to regulate some of her medication. She was having some struggles. Oh, okay. And then her relationship with her father really took a horrible turn. He had a restraining order because he... Um, had an incident with one of her sons, and then on top of all of this, she said, I will never perform again as long as he is in charge of my estate. Oh, so if the judge wants... allows this to happen, she will never perform again. She's got plenty of money, so she's not going to suffer. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so surprised that you can, I mean, that the court would let this go on, because the court has to say it's okay for somebody to take control over your financial mm-hmm. life. Yeah, not only her financial life, but also her physical well-being. Yeah. Like, she does not have a say in her medical choices or anything else like that. Well, and it's like, I could, I love a conspiracy theory. <laughs> and there, it's like, there's a potential for, you know, he looked like the good guy. Like, okay, she's having a breakdown. I'm going to help her, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what if there's, like, a whole Munchausen by proxy thing going on? There could be. Because he's been in charge of this for so mm-hmm. many years. And so it's like, oh, yeah, take these pills, yeah. Brittany. It's very or she's common, she's actually too. probably totally sane. But he's been giving <laughs> her these pills because he's in charge of all of her stuff. And Ooh. she doesn't even know. And her this Francis. Is, this is my. Yeah. But they don't this have a relationship, theory. so he can't be doing that. Yeah, but he's he in charge of all of her medical choice. Yeah, control over all of her medical, all of her medicine. Well, yeah. well, technically the doctor does. Control. Yeah, but she, so, okay, so he. It's not hard to shop. He for a bad hires doctor. a doctor to give her. Oh, she's nuts. And, she needs this. And her Michael just, Jackson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just seems I'm like you. this it is, is like exactly that. It. You can find plenty of doctors in this town who will write a prescription that you don't need. Yep. And yeah. it's also very easy to stay on the Britney payroll because there is a lot of cash there. Yeah. And there's there's allegations out there, if you follow the free Britney movement, that she's not in control of her social media and that oftentimes she's like, I'm fine, I don't mind my dad being, um, you know, in charge of my uh, estate. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's in court. So clearly there's, there's an issue. Her mother is not trying to be in charge of her conservatorship, but she is supporting Britney. 
Um, her sister has taken over or at least joined um, uh, and has at least some say um, in how Brittany is spending some of her money um, on at the recommendation of Brittany. So Brittany brought her sister on. So there are certain moves that people are making. And obviously, it's a fractured family. There's two sides yeah. to the story. Well, but most people are siding with Brittany at this you, point. You know, is, 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 this, is, is there a point now, we're talking about mental illness and, and people, actors and things like that, is there, is there a point now where there should be laws like the Jackie Coogan laws that protects people, you know, from being victimized and, and, and losing money uh, to family members yeah. just because of this sort of situation? Should there be some sort of uh, uh, irrevocable trust for these, for their kids or for her so that yeah. she doesn't, she, their dad doesn't burn through all this money? Because, you know, she's got plenty, but other people who run into a similar situation don't, and they yeah. just lose it all. Well, from what I understand, right. the court will tell them how much yeah, <coughs> conservatorship, you can't, I don't believe you can just eat up all the money. The court's supposed to watch this stuff, but you're right. right. If you got some sort of, but somebody in your pocket. Oh, we have to take a break. We'll come right back with Kristen Burt. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my Profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. We're back. The family show without um, Bernard, Ralph, Alex, Andy, Mm -hmm. Catherine, and our special guest, Kristen Burtz, on the line. So, did we talk about flack? Yeah. No, kind of, we brought it a up, little. but we didn't really talk. Have about you watched it. any of that, Kristen? I haven't watched Black. I'm actually had just. I'm in the middle of physical, so that's been my oh, my binge of the week. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been doing one of each when we watch girl shows. 
Yeah, we'll they watch kind a of flack are, and then watch a I don't a think physical. guys are going to watch any of these shows. No. Tom's like, no. Tom would <laughs> no, never. Tom would not no, Tom watched the 30 seconds of flack and was, I'm out. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's it that's all he got <laughs> well it's it's about the you know sort of overbearing narcissism of celebrity is what it is right i mean that's what the show is about and how they handle it um so anyway it's just uh it's not for everybody well but it's like the it's kind of mm. over the, it, it, it is over the top i don't know if it's if there's any basis in reality for the show i hope not i really hope not but like <laughs> it does make you think about how all of hollywood is so fake or most of hollywood is so fake and everything just is made up but for publicity reasons well, yeah. a lot of the time you know like in the i'm just gonna do a spoiler alert yeah with this show but in this show there's a young girl she was 17 and she started as a classical singer, and then she wanted to move into like more poppy. And she's like, "I want people to take me seriously, and I want people to Get smacked of Miley Cyrus in a way." Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and like I want to do my own thing, blah blah blah. And so her label was going to drop her, and then her PR company was like, "Okay, we have two days to come up with something to make people see her as an adult and a grown up." Blah 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 blah. Sex tape. Yep, sex tape. There you go. And <laughs> we can't. Andy. And we have to I be. I know how Hollywood PR companies <laughs> work. They're like sex tape, and it can't just be any sex tape. Like that's been done before. Lesbian sex tape. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so they like schedule this whole thing. Hire this person. They hire some other like D-list celebrity that yeah. needs a little help. That because they're like, she, said be... yeah, she said something racist. She said something racist, and this yeah. singer is black. And so she was like. Yeah, I'll do the sex tape with you. And then in the episode, the girl was like, I'm a virgin. And she was like, going to lose her virginity to this girl on a sex tape for her publicity. And yeah, it was just like, this has probably happened. Like, I oh, bet it I does. Believe. It probably happened around, I, I want to say like, like 2000 and like six or seven. Like they couldn't do that now just because. Yeah. Sex tapes don't sell, but yeah. right around that, like, when they Harris did, yeah, Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian, yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that was like a thing for a while. Okay, oh, oh, people yeah. do have a sex tape. You know, people kill for success. You know, it's, yeah. you shouldn't be surprised about anything a people would do to be successful. Well, yeah, Kardashian. Now a sex tape wouldn't you wouldn't blink at a sex tape. You'd be like, eh. yeah, well, yeah, it's well, played so, out. Yeah, well, the Kardashians it's played out. did it mm-hmm. right. The they Kardashian, did it. Yeah. Paris Hilton did it. Oh, oh gosh, remember Pam Anderson and Tom, <laughs> Tommy Lee? Oh, no. They're the sex tape leagues. They're the originals. They're like yeah. the OGs. Really? Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be talking about that soon enough because they are doing a limited series on Tammy and Tom. Really? Mm. Limited yes. series what? Like about their lives? About their sex tape and their, they had a very tumultuous relationship, like quick marriage. Um, they're getting all into that. And I'll tell you, the, um, I believe it is, who is playing Pamela Anderson? She looks just like her. I want to say it's Lily James. Um, really? Yeah, they released a photo of her in, like, the iconic red bathing suit. Yeah, Lily James. Lily James, yeah. I was like, I want to say it's Lily James. Uh, what audience are they going for? Because younger people don't even know who she is. Yeah. Do they? They're both pretty. Well, there's a lot of nostalgia of, like, going back, you know, to the 90s. 
And so this mm-hmm. is for, you know, that kind of group, the, the older millennial uh, situation. But I'll tell you, there's so much nostalgia that the Gen Z is, like, loving what's happening with the 90s coming back, whether it's fashion or music or anything else. So I actually think that this kind of is the perfect time for it. Uh, one of the, like, biggest things on social media among the younger crowd is they'll put, like, uh, fake... VHS scan lines on their videos to make it seem like cool and retro. Yeah. They'll do like, you know, that, um, that, uh, scaling grid pattern that was super cool in the early 80s where it's like we'd had a moving grid and like words on top of that and everything was glowing. It's all seen as very, very cool even though these people weren't alive in the 80s, but they love it. God, so they the love fashions it. were so horrible. That's Are they wearing not going that crap? back for the oh, most thank part. God. Yeah, it's all—it's just like the like '80s tech. It's seen as like the—it's basically like the first thing that most kids today would consider to be like tech. Because no. before that, you had like you know tapes and stuff like that, and that's you know, it's pretty crappy. But then you move into uh, like the earliest color TVs and very early internet and that kind of thing and they're all fascinated by that so there's plenty of 80s 90s nostalgia even for people who weren't alive in the 80s or 90s who starts all this stuff how does that's this a great get question. to be a thing it's just so funny seeing some like 20 year old kid on youtube and it'll have like uh god she does look just like her oh you found that picture of Lily yeah. whatever James, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah, she, she does even, look just like her even got the bad chest job yeah that was a, oh yeah I mean, yeah. looking back at probably back well, then, maybe that was like, like a cantaloupe. normal. They're they, they 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 a bit like yeah. this. That was yeah. the look. They're like oh, the roundest. Yeah. I still see that on the beach in Florida from oh, time yeah. to time. Oh, yeah. You definitely see it still, but not it's as much like, as you used It's like, to. who did that I've to always you? said there's a bu- there's different skill sets out there. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah like, Florida, I see a lot of really bad plastic surgery. Yes. Yeah. Whereas up here, it's not nearly as common. But that could just be like an East Coast thing. But there's not as much done here either. Yeah, that's the thing. No, it is an East Coast thing. And then there's certain cultures, like apparently Brazilian people are really... Really into. They <laughs> get every. And there's not a hair on their body well, that they just isn't love plastic lasered shirt, like, off. Not just waxed. It has to be lasered like off. Ninety-eight percent of births or something in Brazil are done by scheduled C-section. Yeah, because they don't wow. want to have. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, South mm-hmm. Korea also plastic surgery is very very big there. A lot of Americans now go to South Korea to go and get eyelids yep. and. Um, it, you know, the cutting edge, even in terms of facials and lasers and things like that. And you go in and all the women have the same face. Yep. That's right. Oh, God. I've watched specials on it. There, it's wild. Yep. There is nasty stuff going on. Well, actually, I, that's an aesthetic that people want. And, you know, mm-hmm. if, if someone wants stuff, they want it bad enough, they'll go get it. And there, what's going on. How so. often as a plastic surgeon do you turn people down for, like, no, that's wacky. Well, like dep- if they come in and say, I want to look like Pamela Daisy Anderson. Duck or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. I don't get that. Because no, you your, really your practice is sort of geared toward people who don't ask for that sort of yeah. stuff. That's true, okay. I suppose. You don't I just get, go to a random plastic surgeon. I get a lot. I do. I, before, there's one exception to that. I do get a lot of requests for women that want to look like Kristen Burt. <laughs> All <laughs> the time. Oh, yeah. You, you knew them, it. You knew right. it, did you? You knew it. You tell them that's a level of beauty that is unattainable. <laughs> that's right. It's unattainable, although a lot of my family looks exactly the same. So. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken, you know. Uh, we all have, like, the same nose. Like, I'm always like, that's a burnt nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
because I, I, I mean, good God, the stuff that you see. Yeah. I mean, I remember not too long ago that aesthetic about all the injectables. Everybody had this lip. Oh, oh God, God, the yeah. lip. Yeah. yeah. The big old duck lip. Yeah. Yeah, it was all the sausage all the time. The sausage cut in half. It, it, oh. it still shows up in my office. Really? Every so often. It's yeah. just. It's, well, you make you make you make your money by how much you inject. And you're always going to inject more than what you, because that's how they're making their money. How much plastic, yeah. bad plastic surgery do you repair? Uh, do you do that a lot? Uh, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I mean, once again, you don't see quite as much of it here. Yeah. You, don't, you don't see the people going to yeah. uh, places in Costa Rica mm. or Mexico. Not that you can't get bad plastic mm. surgery here, but you just don't see that volume yeah. that you might see no. there. I mean, you can get great plastic surgery in Mexico, too. Yeah. Some of the yeah. best in the world. No, and surgeons are also very reticent to try to correct another surgeon's work for a number of reasons. Yeah, but there's a lot of psychological pieces to it. Yeah. You know, they went someplace else for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's usually price. And they roll back here and they say, I'd like to have this fixed. I said, yeah. well, it's going to cost 10 times as much as what you paid. Yeah. So. Well, and if the yeah. work is bad enough, you know, oh, yeah. more work is just going to make it even worse. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there must be sur- uh, plastic surgeons that do pretty much uh, in Hollywood no that everybody asked. goes to. Well, oh. there's a TV show. Well, yeah, there, I was just going to say there's a TV show, too, on E! called Botched, where yeah. they were doing yeah. a lot of Oh, my God, I watched, I watched like, two episodes mm-hmm. of that when I was, like, bedridden when I was sick, pregnant with Fawn, and I was like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my oh, life, yeah. like, yeah, botched well, plastic well, surgery. Yeah, well, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I, think, I think those two people are probably the most two despicable doctors I've ever I, seen. Yes, they're oh, the ones people. that they, correct they, oh, the no, surgery? No, oh, no, that's a no. game show. That's a game show because they're paying for these people's surgeries. They're oh. using these people's mistakes. They're using mentally ill individuals on there to gain yeah. popularity, to <laughs> gain notoriety, mm-hmm. and that's unacceptable. When it's like, they had that, I want to look like Kendall. They yeah. had that, yeah, young, yeah. They had that yeah. young man on, mm-hmm. and you know, and they had they never should have put him on because that's what this guy wanted. Yeah. And now the guy's he's dead. He oh. committed. You know, he overdosed, oh, right, or he yeah. did something. He's dead, I think he, yeah. and they used his mental illness to be, gain gain their popularity. That's unacceptable. Yeah. It's horrific, unethical, and I think they're the most despicable plastic surgeons. If anybody goes to them, you get what you deserve, because yeah. you got to believe me. If you want that kind of uh, attitude in your in your physician, then what else is going to you going to get? You're going to get everything else that comes with it. Well, I think the show presents them as saviors. I know. Yeah. And they're know. disgusting. Oh. Sorry. The dirty underbelly. No, yeah, I of definitely. Hollywood yeah, again. I was like this. Is so and the one, horrible and the one show. guy was the husband of somebody on the, the one of the housewives shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Dr. Dubrow. Yeah. 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 Heather Dubrow is the one that's on the housewives show. Yeah. Actually, they both had wives on on housewives. Oh, oh really? Of Beverly Hills. One was on Beverly Hills, and one was on Orange County. But Heather Dubrow is going back to Orange County, Real Housewives. So. That's still a thing. I didn't know that was still a thing. It is, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. All those shows, the Bachelor, Bachelor and the Bachelorette are still on, aren't they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. They are, although I'll tell you, they're hanging by a thread with uh, just everything that's been going on and just <laughs> contestants talking about the racism behind the scenes. Chris Harrison obviously being fired from the show. It's been, I mean, I think it's basically exposing what was already there. It's just that it came to the surface and the mainstream learned about it. Don't, with regards to reality TV, don't ever look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> don't yeah. ever right. look at the man the behind the curtain. Yeah, read up on Mike Slice. He's the one who uh, handles the Bachelor franchise. You'll learn a lot about yeah, him. Yeah, you've never right been a big, bat. yeah, you've never been a big fan of that franchise, have you? 
snow. I, you know, and I've known so many people that have participated in the show. And for many people, they go in with this, like, it's going to be a Cinderella story, and I'm going to be an influencer and make all this money. Uh, and it really has turned out to be a dark story for, for many of them. And so it, it, when you hear the personal stories, you go, oh, yeah, it's not all that it's cracked up to be and how it's so manipulated behind the scenes. And, and in fact, Lifetime did a scripted series about it called Unreal. One of the former producers on The Bachelor went on to create a scripted show. And yeah. a lot of the things that you see on that scripted show happened behind the scenes in the early years on The Bachelor. That's what I said when uh -huh. I had to watch that season finale of the first Survivor. I'm watching this <laughs> oh, two-hour thing, and guess who me? Guess what? Domestic goddess asked me to enforce me to do. This. <laughs> I watched this two-hour. I said, and I looked at her, and I said, "This is all scripted." She said, "Oh no, it isn't. This is all real. Oh, a true, true story." It's exactly what that last hour I said. This is all scripted. Yeah, you can't see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. Pfft. There's no, I don't think yeah. there's a reality show. I would never show. do a reality show. I would never. Well, you would it for the right price. <laughs> Would you I wouldn't, you wouldn't do Dancing with the Stars, one of those? Well, that's not reality. Uh, no. That's sort of, no, that's, that's like, different. That's, yeah, a competition's a little bit easier, but they do manipulate a lot of the packages. Um, certain contestants get painted as the villain, and yep. that's not mm -hmm. necessarily what happens, but it, it even happens on the competition shows. But yeah. they, they, don't they agree in, in advance, or do they? does that blindside them? It, they, it blindsides them. Oh, that sounds very good. It blindsides a lot of them, and, and you'll hear... I mean, if you go and Google the headlines, I know um, for a lot of people, you know, they enjoyed the dancing, they enjoyed their partner, but they didn't enjoy kind of what the producers did to them behind the scenes. Well, yeah, like I follow James Vanderbeek on oh, social yeah. media, and he got treated really poorly Oof. on Dancing with the Stars. I His was father back. died, and then his wife had a miscarriage, and then he went back, and then they kicked him off the week that he came back after. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. I was backstage that, that week. Oh, that God. was the worst week I've ever spent at that show. Oh, I will God. never forget how we all felt. It, it, not, not my miscarriage, clearly, but, you yeah. know, he, he and his wife talked about, you know, hey, um, dance for me, like dance for our family. Go and do this. You've enjoyed this so much. I know we're going through tragedy, but I think that this we need to do this. It was a family agreement. He comes and he does the show, and the judges are like, well, you know, you really should kind of like basically implied like why is he here and that he should be home even though he danced beautifully and they sent him home. Yeah, he was and really was, good too. Oh, like really good. He should have been in the finale. Yes. And it's and I get it. Like, you know, the show creates a script and they, they do what they want. And, you know, the person who stayed, Allie, was, um, Allie Brooke was great, but she was also going on tour. So there's a financial investment. James Vanderbeek was not going on tour mm -hmm. with the rest of the, the dancers. So it's one of those things that they make financial decisions. Yeah. It's better to have a finalist who's going on tour with all the pros yeah. than someone who isn't. Yeah. Um, and that's the manipulation that, that frustrates a lot of the celebrities. Yeah. Hollywood's a lot like the stock market. <laughs> oh my God, it really yeah, throw, throw, throw out the uh, backstage it reality is. and the nepotism. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I always, that's why I say, like, even when people agree to do Dance with Stars, I'm like, proceed with caution. You could wind up being a Cinderella, but you could also wind up being the Wicked Witch of the West, yeah. depending yeah. on, like, how they decide to um, manipulate your packages, those rehearsal packages. You can have one small day, and then they turned you into the villain, which they did to Nastia Lukin, who was like, uh, come on, she was like the all-around gymnastic, uh, yeah. gymnast uh, winner in Beijing, gold medal winner, very sweet, and they turned her into this complete brat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Based off of one, like, little 
30-second clip where she was just frustrated, which is going to happen to any contestant because you're learning to dance and it's not natural to your body. Mm. Oh, I can't imagine. What are the, um, what are the, are the ratings still good? Uh, the ratings actually last season were up on Dancing with the Stars uh, because it was a pandemic. Everyone was yeah. home and oh, was watching yeah. it. They had fired Tom Bergeron and Tyra Banks came in. I don't think they're going to have that same luxury this season because it's going to be a normal season. Because last season was like, how are they going to dance in a pandemic? They don't have that. They do have, it's their 30th season, so I know they're trying to get big names. But the actors who who did it last season, they have nothing going on. So I don't think that you're going to be able to get that same, at least recognizable name. You're never going to get an A-lister, but you can get a recognizable name. Tyra Banks, of all people. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably, she's probably good at it, I would think. So, or is a season a full season? No. Okay, I was going to say, there's no way this is going to go They don't anymore. It's years. only a fall season. It's only fall, but it used to be like oh, it ended and then it started fall. again, basically. Oh, yeah. okay. I was yeah. going to say. I think 2000, probably 2018 was the last year for the spring season. Okay. So, with social media and stuff, when they did that to um, James Vander, Vander, Vander Beek. Gleek. Um, <laughs> does that affect their ratings? Do people like start saying, well, that's "Oh, why look they what do they it. did"? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's why they do it. But they lean in a bad way. Because... I mean, with social media, things can go either way. You don't really know what mm. people are going to decide to back. I think canceled. most people, if the TV tells them to believe a way, they're going to believe that way. Mm, yeah, right. and here, like Allie Brooke was like, "I'll give you my spot. You deserve to be here because she's such a sweet girl." And or young woman, and uh, you know, and then James was like, "No, you earned your spot. Like, go." I mean, so it was this whole dramatic moment. And you know, on top of all this, there's a family tragedy with a miscarriage. Like, that press line was probably the worst night I've ever been on a press line because you just everyone was in shock and sad and like, what oh. just happened here? And the producers are all like, "Yay!" Because they're thinking we're going to be in the headlines for the next. 24-hour cycle, which is exactly what happened. And people still debate it to this day because James still talks about it because it pissed him off. Yeah, because he was, like, so dedicated and talked about how it was, like, one of the greatest things that ever happened to him and it got him into such incredible shape, like, the best shape of his life. And he's, like, almost 50, isn't he? Uh, He's probably, like, 46. Somewhere around there. Okay, yeah, so mid 40s. And he, yeah. I mean, like, he was posted Dawson pictures. on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. What was that? He posted pictures side by side of when he was going to the gym like two a days, five days a week, and then like dancing six days a week. And he was in much better shape like because of dancing. And he was like, this is just incredible. And he has five kids at home. He is 44. Oh, oh he's 44. Okay, so he's young 40s. But yeah, they have five kids at home, or maybe six. But whatever. Uh, and then she was pregnant five. and lost. Okay, five. And then, yeah, this the one that they lost was going to be their sixth. And they both mm. just seem like such nice people. I mean, they could They're be. really nice. Yeah, they both just seem so amazing. And then this whole thing happened, and then the Dancing with Stars thing, and he, a couple weeks later, just talked about it, was just like, this is what happened, and it was ridiculous, and I was treated yeah. so horribly. It was a whole bunch of BS. Yeah. And, you know, I cover Dancing with the Stars, but I will tell you that, like, when all the dance shows were on the air, because basically Dance with Stars is the only one remaining at this point, it was my least favorite to cover. It's, mm. it's a hard show to cover. Um, ABC makes it hard to cover. Um, and uh, backstage, it's, it's just a hard situation. It's just not a, a great, like, super happy place. It's just that there's always an edge to it. You never know if someone's going to yell at you, and you're like, I'm just trying to, like, interview and cover your show. <laughs> Where I would go backstage at like a, a world of dance, or so you think you can dance, and it's, they're so happy you're there, and they're like, 
They treat you like family. You're one of the crew. It's not like, oh, my God, you're here. So it's just oh. a very different situation, too. And so, it, it, you know, you sit there, and when, when people talk about Dancing with the Stars, I'm like, it's an entertaining show, but understand it's a reality show at the end of the day. Yeah, because there's always been a different feeling. I know a handful of people that have been on So You Think You Can Dance. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems much more like they actually enjoy it. <laughs> more of a dancer development. Yeah. 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 I 95% of the contestants would go back on So You Think You Can Dance. There are a few who didn't have yeah. a great experience, and that's going to be on any show. Yeah. Um, but I think a majority enjoy the experience or at least appreciate it what it did for their career and they all go on tour together and like they all still Super post fun. yeah and they still all post like people from the first season are all like posting videos on instagram with people from their season and that was like you know mm-hmm. 15 years ago or whatever do- they're super tight, all of them. Yeah, it's it, cute to see. And yeah, and two of them got married, and they have huh. like three kit Twitch. Remember Twitch? Oh, Twitch? I, I yeah. live there, Twitch and Al- Al- Twitch and Allison are my neighbors, so I'll go oh, really? on my walk sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh, and they're cute. filming. They're like always filming. In the oh yeah, they do tons of stuff on TikTok and Instagram. They dance together yeah. all the time, and yeah, they're really <laughs> cute. Yeah, they got married. They're really nice people too. I just want to say that. There's great ambassadors for dance, and what you see on TV or in their social media is exactly what you get. Oh, funny! That's good to know. Yeah, because he got a lot. Of, yeah. He got a lot of fame from that show. Yeah, when well, he was on Ellen, or is on Ellen. He's still on right. Ellen. Yeah. He's still on Ellen, and has been for a while. Ellen's going to be canceled, right? Or- One more season. One more season. One more season. One, One more season. season. She's ending her her contract ends after this upcoming uh, 2021, 2022 season. Okay. Is that because she wanted it or is is it because of- she only signed a three year contract? So this is the end of her contract. Um, I think she senses the end is here anyway. Okay. Um, her ratings are down. I don't think that she was pushed out in any way. I think she sees that the writing's on the wall. And she's got all of her money. She's fine. Yeah. Well, she's she's definitely fine. All of her she's money. Got she's all, fine. Got all, <laughs> all the money in money. the world. All the money in the world, as they say. She flips homes. She flips states, I should say. And honestly, has made a killing on that. Like, she is fine. What's that game show she's hosting, too? Is she still on that? Game of Games. Game of Games. Is that still a right. thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. still a thing. And Twitch is on that with her, too. Oh. So they're BFFs. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. He's given her, or she's given him a very nice career. Well, God bless them all. Well, I think Mm -hmm. we've covered quite a bit here today. We've covered all the bases. So, oh, oh my God, we're overtime we're again. Over, my goodness. We're not very bit. good at this clock thing we're without really Tom not, Bernard without at the helm, as they obsessing say. Obsessing over it. <laughs> he does obsess he does. over it. Well, he's got that radio brain. He does, yes. It's in part of his job. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, thanks, Kristen, for calling in and talking to us. Yeah. All right, see y'all next week. Okay. Oh, no. No, no. I next know. week, uh, no. We're not dark. next week. We're after the 4th. Wait, when is the 4th of July? On the 4th. Oh, I know that. <laughs> what day of the week? It's a Sunday. Sunday. And then Sunday. we don't have a show Monday or Tuesday after the 4th, I don't think. Monday and Tuesday? I think what? it's just Monday, that, isn't it? Dad told me Monday and Tuesday because well, he doesn't know. Well, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> right, if it's yeah, too, Kathy can if it's too t- send me a text. Uh, right, no, we'll it is just know. Monday. Okay, so we'll, one week. Unless he changed okay, things, but okay. the calendar All says right. we're on on we'll Tuesday. Have so. a great 4th. All right, so not next week, see you in two weeks. Yeah, let me think. Have a great 4th of July. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you tomorrow. There we go. (laughs) All right.